ho, ho, ho. You should hear how many different ho, ho, ho's I edited out just now. Good lord. But that one sounded good. I think there might be a key in not just doing three ho's. The fourth ho adds character. I've always said it. I'm your host, Mike Zago. Welcome to the Link Podcast. Very special episode. I am honored by a lot of my guests. Truly. But this one, it just feels different. Like any good boy, I wrote a letter to Santa Claus this year. And I can't tell you what I asked for. That's just not how it works. But I can tell you that I got a letter back from the big guy himself, Saint Nick Santa Claus. And you know what he did? He gave me exactly what I wanted. Some time with me so I could record a podcast episode with Santa Claus himself. God, it was good. What a great gift. He really just gets it. We talked about his duties as Santa, his life as Santa, what it all means, how it all works. I asked a lot of questions, as you can imagine, and he was nice enough to answer all of them and was very jolly throughout. I know we don't have video, but I actually got a sneak peek of some of his digs, and they were sweet. Great mantle. Stockings were good. Anyway, I really shouldn't go on and on in the intro because, well, here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> Well, hi there, Mike. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Oh, oh I, it's great up here at the North Pole. It, a little chilly, as you'd expect, but if you look uh, sure. out there, you can see that cold, ice blue uh, darkness that uh, is all around me for the current time of the year, and it's really quite wonderful. It's actually a warm coldness, but I really do enjoy it. I it love it. I get a request from you to say hi. I always enjoy chatting with children, young and old, and letting mm -hmm. them know a little bit about the uh, the Santa North Pole operation. So how can it's, I help you today, Mike? It's looking great there. You guys are top-notch decorators. The elves are the ones who handle this, or maybe Mrs. Claus, oh, yes. or is it you? Are you the mastermind? No, no, well, I, I'm the master delegator, yes. <laughs> I but, love that. You know, I, uh, the elves decorated all, as you can see, uh, I have the uh, the fireplace behind me and the stockings that are hung and don't Beautiful. they look positively grand? And then uh, they sure do. Uh, I have a, a Christmas tree inside over here, and mm -hmm. then I have a a nice window out to the outside. Oh, beautiful! And the wonderful ice blue Christmas tree that's there, and then a few of the presents are all around uh, to let me enjoy the thought of what presents I'm delivering on Christmas. I'm doing my best. I have some lights. Uh, it's new. I'm trying. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to let you know that just as soon as we signed on, I felt a tingling in my naughty and nice list book. I went right to it. Mm -hmm. And Mike, I was so impressed. I oh, was. Thank I, God. I didn't quite know where you might be this year, but same. clearly on the nice list and uh, actually moving up a little bit year over wow. year. Yeah, oh, man. All right. That's all I can really ask for, right? That's all we're ever trying to get to. That That's correct. And and a few less wayward moments this year. Yeah, so that I makes was sense. I quite pleased about that. You get into oh, your 30s, oh, you start to figure it out. <laughs> By the way, I hope you don't mind. It's been a little while. I'm going to have a a, a sip of my favorite drink right here. Oh, please. My favorite. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's just see how my elves have done today. <laughs> I'm sure they did great. Oh, you gotta trust them with your life. Good, good, good. That hot <laughs> chocolate is good stuff this year. <laughs> oh. So, Mike, I, what would we like to talk about? 
I have so many questions. I don't know where to start. I guess since we're talking about the elves, how many elves do you think there are? Is well, it like a tight knit operation or do you outsource it? How, how does this operation go? Well, I have an elf for every child. Oh, so that wow. kind of tells you how big an operation I'm running. It's a huge operation. Mm. And then, of course, I've even gone the additional step over the last few decades working with some of uh, uh, you folk. I came up with the idea of an elf on the shelf. Of and uh, so that's uh, that adds to my ability to know how my children around the world are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's got to be a, a hard employee list to keep going. It, it is a big operation. Uh, that's why uh, I do have to delegate so much because sure. just managing the uh, all the elf power up here and making sure we have a proper assignment of responsibilities. Sure. Or, you know, I've got elves that uh, train the reindeer. I've got elves that uh, do the scheduling, which is a, a massive operation. Oh, sure. I've got elves that are uh, looking at the... Um, the wishes and dreams of children and helping to document what the possible uh, needs are coming up. I've got elves that help Mrs. Claus in the North Pole kitchen make uh, wonderful cookies and, oh, of and other things. So it's a big, big operation. Wow. It's impressive to keep it all together. First of all, your HR team must be doing an unbelievable job. Well, I, I spend a lot of time with them to make sure they know what the policies are from Santa for making sure the elves are uh, really well taken care of and also well instructed and trained. You know, I, I take the point of view that uh, if an elf messes up in a very real sense, I'm responsible because I must not have instructed them You're properly the enough. And uh, we will have to get about the business of getting them properly instructed. Yeah. Yeah. Team captain, a lot of stuff falls to your shoulders. Uh, but you know, you seem to know how to handle it. Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm not afraid to say that I'm in a very responsible position. Anytime anything goes wrong, I'm responsible. You have a lot of experience as well. It's got to help. Well, been around for about some 1,750 years. Yeah, you uh, look good. Of, yep. Some of you know, uh, I started out as St. Nicholas, started out, uh, uh, spun up the operation over in Turkey in a small way, and it's just uh, continued to expand worldwide. Interesting. And, and I, don't, I don't hear a Turkish accent. You just started there. Were you born in the North Pole or did you just uh, find a good residence there, some real estate agent? How did that I, I found a, uh, a need. I found a need. Uh, I think one of the uh, stories that you folk talk about is how Santa found a very needy family. There were three mm. young ladies that uh, uh, there was no money and, and some things were going to possibly be done that wouldn't be what Santa would want. So um, I, I think... Uh, well, I don't tell exactly the whole story, but let's just say uh, the needs were met. Something went through a window and they were able to uh, to not have to go through some of the hardship that they were looking at. Incredible. Incredible. I have a couple of specific questions. I am a pretty modern guy and I'm curious if the sleigh has GPS in it now. Did it always? And the North Pole seems pretty technologically advanced these days. Has it gone through changes? I'm only about 400 years ahead of humans. Okay. My sleigh is running with a propulsion system mm. uh, that you will not understand for 350 sure. or 400 years. As a matter of fact, the current propulsion system is just about to uh, hit the situation where it can't go any faster. Critical mass. Uh, yeah. NORAD uh, tracks me. 
they will tell you that I'm running about 85 million miles in one night. Mm-hmm. Can't give them the exact information. Of course. But I can tell you that the uh, the current propulsion system is gated to 100 million miles in one night. Uh, that was not lost on me some 25, 30 years ago. I began a new propulsion system. Uh, that one will go 250 million miles in one night. As you might imagine, some of the uh, great aerospace agencies such as NASA have wanted to look at it. Oh, I totally forgot. I should have asked if SpaceX was trying to get a contract with Santa. It's, ah, man, I hate when I forget to ask questions. Uh, I've sent them some of the early renderings, some 40 to 50 years old. Uh, they've already confided in me that, Santa, we can't begin to understand uh, what you're doing. You're so advanced. Naturally, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so when you say GPS... Uh, that technology Old is school. from about 300 years ago. I gave I it see. to you folk uh, recently when you could understand it. So very sweet. Uh, I, I am I am a little bit ahead of you on that kind of stuff. So, but you will hand down your technological stuff when you move press the propulsion. All of a sudden, our cars are going to be able to move faster. That could well, be cool. Again, that's a couple hundred years away because you're I just see. not quite ready for it. Well, my grandkids <laughs> might. Uh, they might be lucky. <laughs> I have another good question on behalf of your ho-ho-ho, which is obviously the gold standard. Are there ever days where your voice is a little uh, hoarse and it's tough to get it out? Did you need vocal lessons? How did you get to such a good ho-ho-ho? Well, there's a lot of practice and you're correct. You do come up with some remedies. Um, I may use a particular uh, lozenge. Ah. I may also use a a, a certain spray. Mm. Uh, I may also... uh, remind myself, and it's hard for Santa to remind himself that um, I don't need to speak quite as loud, that uh, the humans do have the technology now to increase the voice of the microphone. Incredibly so I'm, true. I'm learning, but you're correct. There are moments when it becomes very tough to say anything. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. On that note, this is a little more of a personal question. I hope it's okay. But you're traveling very fast. It must have some kind of impact on the body. And yet you do need a thick, plump, jolly look, but also you need to, I assume, diet enough to get down all of the chimneys. How Um, does that work? Well, I can tell you very quickly. First of all, there is more and more a focus and depending Uh, where you are and uh, which version of me you see, because I will change my look depending on all of that. I see. Uh, Sometimes there's an appetite for what I call a healthy Santa look. And so there is some of that going on. We need to remember that uh, I have been around a long time. Sure. And uh, my uh, physiology is different from that of a very typical human. I mean, you're right. When my sleigh is out running, we're running in nanoseconds. Mm-hmm. As I was just telling some folk this uh, this weekend, I do run about a 9G uh, force on Ooh. takeoff. That's got to be tough. Yeah, and that's why I can't generally have um, uh, humans ride with me because they're just not built for that kind of situation. It makes all the sense so in the world. I am working on eating healthier. I'm working on, and I think over the ensuing years, and decades, you will see more and more an instance of a healthy Santa. Uh, we've had enough problems in the family that mm. uh, the message is starting to get out. We've got to do a little better job on that uh, that health matter. Sure. Uh, as sure. to the other thing, you asked about the chimney. Of course, 
you may not know this, but uh, I do have a chimney key. Uh-huh. And I can, whenever I come onto a roof, I first assess, do I even have a chimney? If not, out comes the key. Key goes down into the roof. And instantly a chimney properly sized for me pops up. Wow. Uh, on the other hand, if there is a chimney and it's not the right size or it's not been cleaned, that same key can go in and take care of all of that for me so that I, I, you know, my suit does get a little bit dirty by the end of the night, but it's much cleaner than otherwise. And then, of course, when I come back up the chimney, you know, when I go down, it's doink. Mm. When I come up, it's canoid. Think about that. Oh. Doink. <laughs> canoid. That's when good. I come back up, Santa's I... got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but when I come up, the chimney is restored to its original size, or sure. that magical, wonderful chimney just disappears, and you never were the wiser as to where it was in that particular home. I think that answers a lot of questions for kids who are like, I don't see a chimney. We don't have a fireplace, but you can figure it out. You're way ahead of the game. That's correct. And it yeah. it's the kind of chimney situation where even in apartment buildings, multi-story, chimney goes right down and it opens floor one, floor two, floor three. I mean, we mm-hmm. we have technology. I see. I see. I know you're technologically advanced. And I see in the background, right above your fireplace, you have talktosanta.com. Tell me a little bit about that. You're reaching out to people? Well, I do. I actually have an organization that helps me with online visits. Fantastic. And uh, like last year where there were so many children that could not get out because of the virus. So yes, uh, I have this particular company. There are others that do some of the same that I help, if you will, to franchise. Sure. And let them know that uh, they can then, you know, children can call because some are still concerned about the mall. Some can't get out to a mall for a visit or other places. And so this online virtual visit with Santa has been becoming more of a solution mm. to the all important opportunity of connecting with Santa. I, I love mean, it. After all, uh, I enjoy picking up my book and informing the children that, look, I've checked and you're on the nice list this year. Yeah, and it, it, it felt good when I heard. Yeah, and it also gives me a chance to reinforce with the children. Now, if you haven't got your letter off, let's go ahead and get your letter off to Santa. It comes right here in my mm-hmm. special letter pouch to the North Pole. Fantastic. And that's an automatic fill. Another technological advancement I'm sure I couldn't understand quite yet. You see, you're already catching on. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> if there's an application to become an elf, or is it something you need to be born into? Is it like royalty? Or can you get that job? I wear my sunglasses at all times. You don't just have to wear them at night. It's a great tune, but still, I got to get glasses I can wear always. Doesn't matter the season, doesn't matter the weather. The look is stylish. I get compliments on my glasses, and I like compliments, but that's a topic for another day. Stay focused on the glasses. Ambassador is the place I've gotten probably my last 10 pairs of sunglasses. I get a lot. I like a variety. I like colors. I like styles. Most of all, I don't want to pay an arm and a leg if I'm being honest. It's too many appendages. You go to ambassadorsun.com, and you know what I got for you? Promo code. We love promo codes. Enter promo code THELINK, T-H-E-L-I-N-K. Fill up your cart, enter the code, you get 50% off your order at checkout. It's unbelievable. I know, some people like to knock off glasses because they're cheap. I get that, but you want to look stylish? I feel like a rock star in these things. They're really nice. And with the 50%, hey... You can get two for the price of one, baby. That's math. That's just math. 
Check them out. I got pics on my Instagram at the link underscore podcast, but go to the website, www.ambassadorsun.com. They now ship worldwide. Big announcement. Nice. If you're listening from Paraguay or Indonesia, you can get them. Oh, you can get them. And you'll get them 50% off with promo code the link. Go to ambassadorsun.com. Get yourself some shades. Feel like a rock star or a pop star. Whatever you're into. And throw a comment on the social media. Let me know how you like them. I know you're going to love them. I just know it. Is there an application to become an elf? Or is it something you need to be born into? Is it like royalty? Or can you get that job? I take both possibilities. Mm. Okay. Uh, here at the North Pole, it's pretty specialized type of work. And therefore, specialized type of elves. But I need elf helpers around the world because I do visit Throughout the holiday season, I visit a lot of children, and so uh, I have helpers around the world, a large family that help uh, bring this all together for me. It's fantastic. It's heartwarming. It really is. Well, uh, you, you. Opened, you opened the door to another couple of questions I had. You are the Santa, of course, but you mentioned franchising and Santas that appear at malls, and you can't do it all, and we understand that. However... Have you appeared for the people in malls and do you let them know that you are the real Santa or do you kind of let the illusion go on because you need help all over the country, of course. And how do you deal with that? Uh, is there any guilt that you can't be with all the kids or do you trust your team of Santas so much to represent you faithfully? Uh, those are all good questions. First of all, it's not okay. just in the United States. I'm global. <laughs> You know, as I was editing, I said to myself, did I say country? Now, first of all, you don't question Santa, but I wanted to go back just to make sure I edited properly. I got my listeners to think about. And, of course, I did say, because you need help all over the country, of course. Country. 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 And uh, I don't feel guilty. It has become such a global operation that mm. I've needed to create the whole family. I prefer, sometimes I slip up. But I prefer to not claim uh, that, hey, you're, you're now talking to the real Santa. Uh -huh. I don't, as you correctly said, I don't like to ruin the illusion that, well, I saw the real Santa today and someone else who was uh, 50 miles away didn't. Of course, sure. I would mention, as you know, I move in a very different uh, time-space dimension. Mm -hmm. As a matter of, of fact, since you and I have been talking, I've been out to the workshop about 20 times you didn't oh, see you're it so busy yeah and 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 back in front of you as if i was never gone uh i can move that quickly back and forth take care of a few problems and then come back to my study here to communicate with a, a wonderful person like you incredible agility uh <laughs> very very good very good and i and the listeners are thankful that we didn't seem to miss a moment that's correct so you're nailing it <laughs> Let's talk about some kids, when they visit with you, are extremely happy and beaming and get to see Santa. And other kids seem to have an adverse reaction for one reason or another. And sometimes there are tears, sometimes there's confusion. How do you go about dealing with that when it's a negative reaction, but you have to still try to power through and get the Christmas spirit through to the kids, right? Well done. Well said. First of all, let me explain one of the major reasons that that happens. Okay. It is necessary today for parents and adults to teach children the, the thought of danger stranger. Mm. And so they get taught that. And I, I pick up on it that 
the training has begun maybe 13, 14 months old. Right. And, and maybe it carries through up until all oh, three, four years old. And, and here's the here's the challenge, Mike. You can't bring the child to Santa after you've been doing all that necessary training, because unfortunately there are challenges out there mm. to do all that necessary training of danger, stranger. You know, I always called it stranger danger, but honestly, I am nobody to question Santa Claus and I am going with danger stranger from now on. I'm ready to risk it all to ride with Santa. And then in a split second, push a child onto this very different looking good person point. called Santa and expect them to say, oh, I get it. He's a good stranger. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I reassure the parents and the adults that I get it. Oftentimes, if I have the time, we can sit and, and talk a little bit or they can watch me from you know, 15, 20 feet away and see that, okay. That's uh, that's different. That, that's not that sense of danger that uh, mom hmm. or dad or some adult is is teaching me. Maybe it is okay. And then I have other things to try to help them. I mean, for example, uh, let me see. Oh yes, here it is. Uh, sometimes if we're going to take uh -huh. a photography, I may have some soft bells I can play. Sounds great. As a way to kind of get their attention. If I can get their mind off the person. Sure. And, and more about the wonderment. The experience and, yeah. the, and the wonderment of it. Sometimes things will go okay, but other times it may be it's just not this year. It's going to be another year or two away. And I get sure. that. I, I, you're right. I do. I don't know if I say I power through it, but I accept it. And I encourage the parents to not be concerned about it. Uh, mm. There'll be another year. We want to hope and believe and, and things will be just fine. So you acknowledge that there's a silver lining, a silver bells lining to them not really understanding because it's for the greater good to keep them That's safe correct. in the long run. Well, okay. and I've even been known uh, in some instances, I know some parents, they, they're all okay with getting the, the crying child. I, I'm trying to de-emphasize that. I don't like children to have an unpleasant experience. Of course. I'll tell you even one story one time. I work with a lot of special needs children and adults. Sure. I don't shy away from that. I believe very strongly they should have as much opportunity to interact with Santa. No doubt about as it. anyone. But I never will forget the story of a delightful adult, a, a, a woman, uh, well, we won't quite say her age, but she was older. Sure. And she was relating to me. She said, Santa, when I was a child, I almost got to see you once. Oh. They'd be in a line at the mall and she would begin to have difficulties and they'd have to uh, go home. Mm. Uh, that breaks my heart. Same. And I do whatever I can to try to greet them and just be pleasant with them and help them to know that uh, Santa loves them. As a matter of fact, that's a big deal for me, Mike. I have to share my motto. Please. Uh, Santa's motto is, in, in my case, very simple. Wherever you want Santa to share the love of Christmas and because of my beliefs and where allowed the love of Christ, I hope you find this Santa because that's where I'm all about is we are in a situation here where we need to share love one another. We need to share a little bit of tolerance and understanding. And we need more of that than we've needed in a long time. I, I finished so many of my visits with children, young and old, with the admonishment that, you know, you're now an elf helper. And I expect and, and, and I ask you, I plead with you to please share the love of Christmas. Give somebody a smile, maybe a handshake, maybe a hug. Maybe a simple thank you, Beautiful. something that lets others know 
there is a Christmas spirit and we need to be each one of us sharing it one to another. I love it. Could have never said it better myself. And selfishly, I do have a question for you. When we reach the end of this, will I obtain the title of Elf Helper? You already have. Oh, wow. Just because you reached out to me and said, Santa, I could I speak with you? I wrote my letter and it appeared in your, your letter pouch. Yeah, no, I, as soon as you said, Santa, I'd like to share some of who you are yeah. in this special media world. I said, okay, he's a helper. We can get the oh, message wow. out because I, uh, I I get a little bit discouraged sometimes. There are some that don't believe in me. They don't believe in the spirit of Christmas. And I kind of I kind of am heart sick at that. And I want to kind of turn that around. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you're sitting here right in front of me. And not only are you sitting here right in front of me, you are running a million errands while sitting in front of me. Unbelievable. And this honor bestowed upon me means the world. So thank you. I am honored to be able to do that. <laughs> I have, uh, oh, the ho, ho, ho gets me right in the soul every time. Oh, it's so good. Okay. I have a few more questions. Take your time. Take your time. I just broke a uh, constraint while we were chatting with my LOL dolls. So I'm happy about that. But take your time. Keep thinking. Very, very important. Yeah. I know you have a lot going on. Now, we're going to get a little scandalous with this question and feel free to answer it or not to answer it. However, have you ever had to deal with adults coming to try to sit on your lap? And what's the protocol? Because it has to happen on occasion. And the kid in the song saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Is there uh, this? This is the TMZ aspect of the podcast, I suppose. What happened there? Was it you? Was it another Santa Claus? We need the scoop. Well, the, the scoop is that you are correct. I do get a little bit um, unsettled mm. about adults that want to go beyond uh, just what I would call a pleasant visit with Santa. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it happens and there's not much I can do about it. But sure. if I have an option to kind of discourage some of that behavior, I'm very much interested in portraying the authentic, wholesome Santa who's out in the world striving to make a difference. Mm. And so, uh, and I, I will tell you, there are, there are many adults that I think went in to visit with Santa with a certain perception or certain idea of what they wanted to do. And then uh, when they were actually in my presence, something clicked and they said, oh, this is something a little bit different. Ah. And so they will they will settle down. Again, I'm not going to stop at all because that's the way the world is. But I would prefer adults to know that uh, at least the real Santa is trying to keep a tone down because we, meaning Santa and those adults, mm. are role models and there are eyes watching us and listening to us and if they think that uh, this is the right way to do something in a way that's inappropriate, guess what they're going to do? They're going to copy those words. They're going to copy those behaviors. And I try not to be a part of that, but uh, I understand what goes on out in the world. I, I am all over the world. You are seeing a lot of stuff all over the place. That's true. I have a theory for you if I can share it. And Go you don't right have ahead. to confirm or deny. But I think that popular song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, I have always had the feeling that it is either one of your children or your elves singing the song. And it's actually about Mrs. Claus, which would be incredibly wholesome and fun to figure out. Well said. Hmm. I'll neither confirm nor deny, but well uh -huh. said. 
I think I saw a really super magical wink there, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna choose to believe that either way. So you mentioned some naughtiness, which of course exists. There's no denying it. That's why the book is there. Where did you come up with the idea of giving coal and why? And has that changed with environmental changes across the world? Well, yes, certainly we are considering options. Mm -hmm. I needed something that would send a message. I see. And um, coal is actually, it, it really is a blessing in disguise. The, the coal, the first time it's given, you know, it can kind of send a message of Santa was not very happy with me. Mm -hmm. But I will mention that coal does have a very certain value in that it can warm. Oh. And if the person takes the message to heart, they may find that that simple little piece of coal might start to warm their heart good-naturedly, like we say about uh, that little rascal, the Grinch, how his heart grew three sizes larger. So the coal will send the message. Now, I, I understand your concern about environment. And so you're right. There are other ways to send the message, and I am looking at those all the time. It might be specific to a given area, for example, the Bahamas or the Caribbean, when I have a, a problem down there. How do I send the message? Well, maybe if there's a heavy parka under the Christmas tree, it sends a message because they're going to end up saying, why would Santa have given me this? I never could wear a parka down here. What's going on? And it would be a, please understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. I was not happy with what you did. So you've got a, a present that isn't all that worthwhile for you where you are. How about cleaning it up? That's an interesting tactic. It really is. It's very original and creative, but still sends the same message. And people understand that something is amiss, but don't take it completely negatively and instead just try to use it as a spark to figure things out. I get there that. There you go. It's never meant as simply a punishment for being naughty. I really want you to come back up on the nice list and I want you to come up on the nice list. Yeah. I have children that say, Santa, I, I think I've been pretty good. I've been on the nice list. And I'll say, well, Yes, you have, uh, but I may have learned from an adult of maybe a particular behavior that could be improved upon. And I'll say, mm. I still have to challenge you to want to do this a little bit better. Sure, it's and, a spectrum. Uh, and come up higher on the nice list. That makes sense. You mentioned the Grinch. Can we talk about him or is that a sour subject? Well, it's a bit of a sour subject, but I keep working mm. on him. I mean, he's a bit of a, a rascal. Yeah. He, I think we're, we're gradually turning the tide. His heart is growing a little bigger, although it shrinks every now and then. For, for Santa, he's a bit of an entertaining character. You see him in one way. Uh, over in private, he's a little bit different. So you do have private conversations with one another. There is a line of communication between the two of you. Just as there are with other mythical uh, beings, like with Easter huh. Bunny. You know, wow. it may interest you to know and your listeners to know, I am on call for Easter Bunny when it comes to him delivering his eggs. Oh. I have Rudolph in, in the reindeer barn, a sleigh at the ready. And if there's, Unbelievable. Any, if, if, if there's any problem with transportation come that Easter Sunday or Easter morn, I can be called out and we're all too happy to go out and help the Easter bunny get all the deliveries made. We don't like to disappoint children. 
So since you have such a wide-ranging facility, you act as a logistical consultant for all the other beings? Absolutely. Well, and I've also used that same ability in the world to try to help the world. I I mean, I've I've admittedly watched shaking my head over some of the challenges in the United States recently. And uh, I kept saying, you know, why don't they want to call me and talk to me? I've I've worked through these issues centuries ago, but you know, we all got to live and learn, I guess. And you got to let people figure it out on their own and they'll reach out to you at the right time. Absolutely. Quick question. Does the Loch Ness Monster count as one of these beings? And can you confirm or deny their existence? Uh, I don't have the time to really explore that one that much. So I, mm-hmm. I'm i just going to leave that to a, a mystery that I will let the human race try to sort out. Well, that's true, because you need some mystery in your life. You're so all-knowing. There's got to be something that you're not really in touch with to keep you going. Well, and there are some things I just say, I don't need to get involved with that. They'll figure mm-hmm. it out. And there's just not the need to settle it once and for all. That's fair. And not to question anything you're saying, but there also is some level of, I guess there's certain things you just can't share with the human race because it might just be too much for us to handle. Centuries ahead of you. Centuries ahead of you. All right. I understand. I'm not going to pry, but I do understand. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Your beard is magnificent. First of all, well done. Do you encourage real beards on all of your Santa representatives? And what is your stance on a fake beard that looks great, but isn't necessarily real? It could get tugged on. Kids may find out. What's your stance on that? Well, my stance is this. I appreciate the help I'm offered. There are some people that want to help as Santa family that simply cannot grow a beard. Perhaps there's a health issue or there may be a human employment issue. Uh-huh. Yes, I would encourage those Santas that are going to use what I call a designer beard to invest in a good quality designer beard to get it properly managed or, or uh, take it to a salon and let them hmm. properly craft that beard for the look of that Santa because it can be different. Uh, so I, I don't have a problem with a designer beard because they're doing something good and there are ways to keep it pretty well attached. And if you're a designer, bearded helper to Santa, it's real easy to go, yow, when they pull as if they were pulling the real beard, because that's the way I react. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, that brings me to another question. And this is just between you and me. I mean, the microphones are basically off here. The people aren't listening. With the grand amount of manufacturing you're able to do up at the North Pole, huge facility, is there any incentive for you to get into the designer beard game so that you can maybe sell, not for personal profit, but to fund other endeavors which will help the children? Well, not really. I, I, you know, we still have enough contact with humans to know there needs to be an economy for them to participate in, for them to have Mm. good quality jobs. I tend to prefer the real beard because it is a tad nippy up here at the North Pole. That makes sense. And uh, having it right there when I walk out the door, instead of having to, quote, put it on, Mm. it's nice to be able to walk out and I'll push it down a little bit onto my coat and have the protection of that. I see. So I understand the thought of enterprise, but I have enough other things to think about in terms of how to run the enterprise up here. You know, for example, you you may not have thought about this. 
I've had to invest a lot of know-how into the ever-increasing dry roof landing. Wow. That's a big deal. And frankly, I get a little bit frustrated and, and we've had a lot of reindeer training this past year. I was not happy with our dry roof landing performance last year. Mm. Now, most humans didn't see it unless I missed one, but I have elf roof repair teams that come in at my call and try to fix up the roofs that might have been damaged because the the tile is the big issue. So that kind of a thing is a never-ending challenge. Mm. How do you go and address a new or growing phenomena like dry roof landing uh, that needs to be uh, taken care of? Wow, there are a lot of business and logistical operational decisions that need to be made. It's all very fascinating. And we, we could go down a bunch of rabbit holes, but I want to bring everyone else back. I know that was just a conversation for you and I to get into the business of things. I was curious. But now that everyone else is here, I have a, a I think it's a funny question. It might be frustrating for you. I think you have the jolly in you to laugh if it happens. If a kid sits on you and they're very young, has there ever been a situation where perhaps they're scared, excited, nervous, and they've gone to the bathroom on your lap? Well, we have that concern. That's why we always have backup wardrobe nearby. Oh. Uh, I also, uh, in addition to that scenario, I entertain, if I'm comfortable with the situation, pets that can sit on my lap. And it's not beyond me that every now and then I may even have a some sort of a plastic lining to protect against that possibility if there is an accident. I I don't want to discourage them. Interesting to know that uh, a thousand years technologically in the future, plastic is still available. And I suppose, I'm not going to ask you to tell me because my brain couldn't possibly understand it, but we have figured out a way to make this more environmentally friendly, it seems. I use the word you understood. Ah, okay. 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 That you got the answers. You really do. Now, before I forget, I did want to mention mm-hmm. a couple of things. Um, Please. I always get the question about, well, Santa, what cookie would you like this year? It was on my list. I know that. And I'll just see. <laughs> well, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I always tell the children, young and old, the best tasting cookie for Santa is the one that has been made with a child's love. I can tell the difference. The minute I take a nibble, I, I will just, oh, that was made with a child's love. Oh, I see. Yummy, yummy, yum, I say. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do have, like humans have, I have elves that, of all things, have dietary challenges today. Hmm. Gluten-free, non-dairy, no- Not milk. allergy. Yes. Yeah, all sorts of allergies. And so Mrs. Claus is in the uh, North Pole kitchen uh, working out some wonderful recipes because Christmas Eve, we come together and we have, after all the deliveries are made, we come together and we have a delightful time of hot chocolate and cookies for all the elves and reindeer. Oh, what a beautiful so if party. Some of the children, be. if they were to put out, for example, a cookie that says gluten-free, they, they label it. It is possible that rather than me eat it right there, I don't need a lot of cookies anymore. Mm-hmm. I might take it back with me to the North Pole to share it with some deserving elves. Yeah. Oh, so it is going to good use one way or another. Absolutely. Well, same thing with, uh, I know sometimes they put out a little milk and 
you know, for, for those that are labeled almond milk, I may take that with me, uh, take see. it back to the North Pole and say, see what some wonderful child put out for you, Mr. or Miss Elf. Very, very thoughtful. Yeah. Incredible. I never thought of all the things you have to deal with. Well, and the carrot for the reindeer, you know, I, uh-huh. I always encourage children to think about a carrot for the reindeer. And I say they really like the snack, the treat. Uh, but sometimes we're moving so fast, I do have to get things done, even sure. in nanoseconds. I said, sometimes the reindeer will leave a little stub of the carrot with a bite mark in it. So, huh. you know, they enjoyed it, but they had to be on their way. I see. And of course, the reindeer, I'm sure, are burning many, many calories and do need the sustenance. However, you don't want to overfeed them. That's correct. Yeah. Well, I have to develop my own special feed again, oh. centuries ahead, mm-hmm. because again, a lot of wear and tear on those reindeer. Eighty, uh, you know, NORAD thinks eighty-five million miles. I'll say it's close, yeah. but uh, when you're running that many miles in one night, yeah, it's uh, you're and burning again, a lot of energy. You've got super you know, reindeer, and you need super food. Between you and I, it's 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 more than that number. That is correct. All right. All right. All right. We're getting somewhere. Uh, By the way, for you and for the listeners, I did want Mrs. Claus to be on as well, but I acknowledge it's Christmas time. I didn't want to be too greedy. And I also understand how many things you need to do and that she needs to help at this time of year. So we couldn't get both of you on the pod. But in a future episode, maybe next year, we'll figure out a time where the elves can cover you and maybe we'll do a sequel. Well, and what we might be able to do, because Mrs. Claus is elsewhere in the North Pole, and we may be able to create a, a three-way visit huh. where you can see her in one of her primary environments. That would be amazing. See me. Uh, I tend to like to conduct these from my study here at the North Pole. It's great to see the relationship is still going super strong after all these thousands of years. It warms my heart, truly. She's truly my best friend, huh. and I so enjoy her support and encouragement at what I do. It can be pretty tiring. I'm sure she's always there to say, Santa, you're doing a good thing. Keep persevering. I was going to ask another personal question. Everybody has tough days, but it seems as though Santa doesn't have a lot of time to have tough days, especially being the public face that you are dealing with so many children. You have to bring the jolly at all times. Maybe Mrs. Claus is the remedy to that. But if you wake up and you don't seem to have it that day, do the elves have you covered? Does Mrs. Claus give you some encouragement? Or over the thousands of years, have you just figured out a way to get the job done? Well, I would agree with you. You can't help but every now and then have some disappointing moments. Of course. Maybe a child you were looking forward to visiting by the time Christmas Eve comes, they're no longer able to be here. I can't do much about that. Right. And some of them are very special. As I've said, I visit special needs children. Mm. And sometimes I'm not going to be able to visit with that child. Right. So, yes, there's a little bit of heart sickness, a a little bit of um, disappointment and grieving. But you're also correct. And this goes for a lot of humans. Uh, We've still got to move on. Life still Mm. has to go forward. And there are some that have to be the encouragers, some that have to grab hold Uh, go through their grief and get on the other side of it and help the rest of the world. We've all got to make our contribution. You mentioned the reindeer. Do you have a head elf trainer for the reindeer? Are you the one that has the personal relationship with all the reindeer? Or is there someone else that handles them a lot of the time while you're busy? What's their Well, role? Again, uh, it, you know, you, you have a, a model, at least one very key model that I'm aware of is like the, um, the football coaching world. Yes where the head coach develops and trains the coaches underneath him. Mm -hmm. And you're correct. I I have some of that. 
But then as I understand, um, there was a, 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 an incredible relationship for many years with a, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 a Bill Belichick. Ah, uh, yes. And some quarterback, uh, Tom Brady. Of course. And so even though Tom worked through, a, I believe, a quarterback coach, mm-hmm. there was still a relationship Dang. with the head coach, Bill Belichick. Uh, I have some of those instances, like with Rudolph. I mean, mm-hmm. Rudolph is very special to this whole team effort. I can see the beautiful picture of him you have behind yeah, you. Absolutely. And, and he was just to the doctor uh, last week. I do take him in every year for an annual physical. And the doctor came out to see Santa and he said, oh, Santa, oh, Santa, oh, oh, he's strong. I say strong. And he is going to be able to guide that. The nose Santa is brighter red than it's been wow. in decades. It's it's going to be able to cut through the snow, the sleet, the mist, oh. the fog, all the tough weather. And Santa know this. Rudolph and the rest of the reindeer are committed to help you make all of the deliveries in 2021. It's going to get done, Santa, if they have anything to do about it. Big year. <laughs> Big year. You do have a little bit of a, a, a pump-up speech like a coach would. I see it. I get it. I know you're a football fan, clearly. <laughs> And by the way, thank you, Santa, because it reminds me to plug my other podcast at Mike Mush Sports, Mike the Mush on Twitch and YouTube. We talk sports all the time. And of course, you're Santa. You knew this and you teed me up perfectly for a little bit of a plug for myself. And I appreciate that. That's a gift in itself. (laughs) All right. A couple of things that I did not say to Santa directly because I don't want to offend Santa, but a not a Bill Belichick guy. And don't even get me started on Brady. I think Santa was having a little fun. He must have known that. He must have known he was, you know, pushing my buttons a little bit. I respect it. A little ribbing, a little jab. I get it, Santa. I see you, Nick. Secondly, I found it pretty cool that Santa apparently uses a reindeer doctor that varies accents from different places. He must have a really wild background. I gotta get that guy on the podcast because it sounded like he was Southern and maybe from Eastern Europe at times. I'm very curious. Anyway, that's another day. Well, Mike, I probably need to get back out in person and spend some real quality time in the uh, the workshop, but uh, I have enjoyed our visit. I have enjoyed this more than maybe any other podcast episode I've ever done. It means so much to be able to talk to Santa Claus. Unbelievable. I hope we get to do it again one day. Thank you very much for joining. All the best. <laughs> Okay, so that was a great episode with Santa Claus. Fantastic. We have to do a little time traveling here because I was going to do an outro with a guest, Jess. Jess, say hi. Hi. She's here. (laughs) But we went on for 40 minutes, and I don't think that's feasible for an outro. We talked a lot about Christmas stuff. We talked about the Beatles. Uh, Go listen to all those episodes and all the episodes if anyone's listening. But I think I'm going to release that as a special bonus episode throughout the week. So stay tuned for that. Follow at the link underscore podcast for details and updates, but you'll see it on your feed eventually. And instead, we're going to do an outro here, and Jess is going to perform for us, I think, which will be really fun. Yeah, little ukulele action. Yeah, so let's give it a go. Malakaliki maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun will shine by day 
and all the stars at night. Melegaliki Maka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Man, that was great. So good, so wholesome. I love her voice. She's super talented. Thank you to Jess for coming on. Jess Vitolo, ladies and gentlemen, one more time. So as you heard, if you want to hear more from Jess talking about some of our previous episodes, it's very meta. We're talking Christmas. We're talking Christmas songs. We're talking Christmas movies, which is a teaser for next week. You're going to have to tune back in. And we're talking Beatles because that was a great episode with my dad. I mean, if you haven't heard that one, you're really burying the lead here. But Santa takes priority, and I appreciate that. Either way, you can follow Jess on Instagram at LockJessMonster. Cute. L-O-C-H-J-E-S-S-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-R-R. Three R's. And she is in an acoustic duo who does do bookings all around Long Island, and if you pay her enough, she might go anywhere. At Jess underscore and underscore Eli. They understand the power of the underscore in the handle, and I appreciate that very much. And you can catch some clips on there. It's good stuff. Give it a follow. Plus, you're going to hear from her more throughout the week. If you're interested in the bonus episode, it's going to be coming out. Keep your eyes peeled at the link underscore podcast. Stay tuned for it. One thing left and one thing only. The secret code word. Man, I want to do some kind of Hawaiian word that I can't spell or pronounce, so I'm not going to do that. But since I am so thankful that Santa Claus came on my podcast, thank you so much. I mean, he knows about the thanks and the feelings that I have towards him for doing this because, you know, he's Santa. He knows it all. The book says everything. And you heard it. I'm climbing up the nice ranks. Feels good. Boy, does it feel good. So thank you again to Santa. Thank you for the elves for working overtime, giving him a little break. And thank you to Mrs. Claus for being the backbone of the whole operation. But anyway, the secret code word for this week, a very special episode, is going to have to be jolly. It has to be jolly. That was a jolly man, let me tell you. And we had a jolly old time. So however you want to work jolly into the conversation, post it at the link underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Mike Zago, on Facebook if you want to. I post it there as well. And however you want to alert the masses that you stayed through this awesome outro to an awesome episode, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.